in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by that treasure hunter, Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the action-adventure film Uncharted. This was written by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway, and directed by Ruben Fleischer. Well, you know, Taylor, you and I were big video game fans, clearly, and one of my favorite franchises of all time on the PlayStation uh, by Naughty Dog and Sony is the Uncharted series. The Uncharted series, I think, was the answer to, we've had Laura Croft and Tomb Raider, we want now a more male-oriented lead, and a kind of modern day Indiana Jones meets kind of the fun humor uh, and getting to explore some wondrous areas and a little bit of the fantasy element in there at times as well. But Uncharted is just a fun action game series uh, following Nathan Drake and Victor Sullivan. Uh, these two characters that have clearly been partners for a long time and get into some really uh, tricky situations, hunting down some really glorious artifacts. Then it was announced that Uncharted was coming to be a live action film, which is one that really should have been done a long time ago. This is the thing, and we'll get into this, Taylor. Uncharted, the first game came out in like the early 2000s. So it's like the series has been around for a while. And we finally have a movie now with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as our main characters. Uh, Both very young for the roles they were cast. Not necessarily cast 100% correctly, but we're going to get into that. But Taylor... This is going to be a spoiler review. Spoiler warning. What, what's going on? We're going to have spoilers? Talk about the movie. Here we go. Uncharted. Seriously? Seriously? What's going on there? Where's the cat? Got to feed my cat here. Where's my key? Give me my fare. Taylor, give us a brief synopsis of Uncharted, and then we'll get into the deep of it. Uh, absolutely. So this film, we follow young uh, Nathan Drake, who's recruited by... Uh, Sullivan or Victor Sullivan. Every time I hear Sullivan, I think of James P. Sullivan. Uh, yeah. uh, in a race against a corrupt billionaire, Santiago Mancada, played by Banderas, Antonio Banderas, and a mercenary leader, um, Joe Braddock, played by Gabriel, uh, to locate the fabled treasure of Magellan's expedition. This is kind of, uh, for those of the fan of the series or just, you know, a novice to both the movie and the games. Uh, this is a bit of a prequel, bit of like a origin story, if you will, uh, to the character of Nathan Drake that's been followed now for the last, uh, you know, f- 15 years. Uh, the games have been out now and, uh, you know, over four games and a spinoff. Uh, it was about time, like you said, for this. So we had very high hopes and very big uh, expectations for this game, uh, for this movie, excuse me, based on our experience with the games. Well, the games are so cinematic. That's one yes. thing I think people really, uh, why they keep coming back to playing the games is they are so cinematic. They have these great cut scenes and especially as they've, they've evolved into, you know, Thief's End and Lost Legacy, 
that skill now that that developers and creators can do where you're watching a cutscene and immediately you're instantly playing the game you know it's like there's not like a blackout and then playing sometimes it's you're watching the scene and then you're controlling and it's just the graphics the storytelling where they can do these really grand sets of you know whether than the jungle and a tomb they're putting the himalayas you know wherever they the desert so i think there was a lot of anticipation a lot of expectation for this film because these are beloved characters this is a beloved franchise and it was questionable at first when we got tom holland and mark Wahlberg cast because although tom holland is currently yes he is a uh, a big movie star you know spider-man has been such a success and he's been dabbling in other projects nothing that's really taken off or um, i mean i think you and i we both did enjoy the, the devil all the time but um i didn't see cherry and uh, nothing else he's really done has really, I think, stood out so far. But this was a ooh, another take at a big franchise. Well, that yeah, I mean, having having his hand full in the MCU at Sony and stuff, you know, now Sony's like, we got a bankable star. Let's see if we can set up for another franchise. So, I I was really interested about what they were going to do because I feel like we have a character of Nathan Drake. We have the idea for him. Um, but I was like, okay, he's going to play younger Nathan Drake. That's what we're kind of like. Okay, I see where this is going. And you know what? I think, you know, he did great at what he can do with this role, but he was not Nathan Drake to me, if that makes sense. In that they ticked off the boxes. I think I think that's the thing about this whole movie is I feel like they the the screenwriters, the director, the the, the whole producing team, they kind of went through these games and like, oh, we have to check off these boxes of things that the gamers are gonna expect. People that don't play the games will get a flair for the character and kind of a hodgepodge of this, you know, film. And it's like, I think Tom Holland, he checks the boxes of Nathan Drake, but he didn't have what really makes Nathan Drake to me, which, you know, Nolan North doing the voice acting and all those games, there is a, a real badass nature to Nathan Drake, but he's also so funny. He really is like a modern day Indiana Jones because he always gets in these tricky situations where he's fighting too many guys or guys who are bigger than him. His back and forth love interest uh <laughs> the, yeah, obviously the very funny oh crap or oh shit moments you know he's always in danger and i feel like they fill that in this movie but it wasn't really like to the degree i wanted it did feel like is this because he is a younger nathan drake they were like he's a bartender and now he's gonna get in these situations and let's fill an oh crap there no shit there but it, it didn't like i was like oh man i really love that character again i think tom all did good with the role but i don't know if maybe maybe as we move forward we'll get more of really what is nathan drake uh for me as a fan of the games well you're right the character has a lot more swagger and i think what also makes the game so great that the film should have focused on a little bit more is they are very self-referential without being a parody where the characters realize the absurdity of like the situations they're in and you know still can make jokes or something but there is you know that that sense of humor where I will say the film didn't put like the heavy handed humor, but I wish they had a little bit more funnier moments. But also there was not a feeling of what well, the games do very well, even though they're rated T for T for teen. Uh, there was, there's a bit of a danger. There's a little bit of a scary, there's a little bit of edge and this film did not have it. Now I think the, the problem is studios are trying to make it very 
open for audiences, but where Sony has done very well with the Spider-Man, and, you know, we're going to reference Tom Holland, Spider-Man has that fun humor, but there's a bit of an edge. There's a little bit of a darkness as we just saw with, you know, Far From Home, um, No Way Home and everything. So there is a bit of the edge and there's a bit of that peril. This film, I didn't have any peril where even in the games, yes, there's all these sequels. He's his hero. He's not going to get hurt. We're going to see him in. You still, like, there's moments in the games that I wanted to see in the movie that, you know, not. Now, again, we are coming at it from a gamer perspective seeing the film. Now, if you have our, have our you know, first time, first time caller to the series, then you're not really going to know what to expect. But still, in that sense, where other genres of swashbuckling adventure like national treasure uh for thinking kind of like close to that similar you know Indiana jones goonies you know pirates of the caribbean you know it had a little bit flair but even those films they are geared toward family friendly there's still a bit of edge there's still a bit of blood there's still a little bit of grit and this one like for example there's one scene that you know this uh main guy uh, antonio banderas Spoiler against spoiler. He gets killed off, and it's very unceremoniously, and he gets his throat slit, and then okay, you don't show, but then they two see drops his neck. of blood. Two drops of blood, <laughs> like he had a paper cut. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, I am slain. <laughs> uh, uh, and it was like Puss okay, and Boots would be pissed. I know exactly. Uh, like even like there was more gore in Shrek. Um, like I just like I was just kind of really bummed out about it. That was kind of like very lame. And also, if you're watching this movie and they're playing the games. There's a lot of references to the games, uh, but future games. And I wish that they maybe did some more nods, but maybe have some more original things that also a little bit more plausible. Yeah, that's I think the hard thing was they, they were like, we have four main games with Nathan and then we have this pseudo sequel with the two girls. And they were like, we have to just put in elements of different games into this one story. The problem is the story wasn't good enough to just like add elements to it. You know, it's like, I think the story was kind of a, uh, a combo of different ideas and they never really grasped onto one because the first 30 minutes of this movie is kind of slow. And I think the biggest problem too is with Nathan, so much of what Nathan makes him great is his interactions with other characters. Hey, Nathan especially <laughs> Nathan the Great. Nate, great. Especially Sully. In the game, Sully is a mentor character. He's like a father figure. And he is one that sometimes you kind of question where his allegiance is, you know, because he's also a con man. He's also a thief. He's also, you know, he's been doing this longer than Nathan, but he always seems to come through. And there's just a great element of the way he looks in the games, the mustache, the gray hair, usually these like Hawaiian shirts open with a, you know, a wife beater. And then he's got like his gun, his cigar. And they went not that route at all in this movie. And this is, I think, a big problem is that I think, too, Mark Wahlberg in this movie is playing Mark Wahlberg. He's doing the Christopher Walken of Mark Wahlberg's in this movie. He's just being himself, or at least what we have now come to identify him as an actor when it's like, oh, he's doing the Mark Wahlberg comedy role. He wasn't solely at all in this film. And this is what is baffling is I'm not expecting, you know, pitch perfect for every single moment of a movie. But if you're going to have character traits from games to follow that are a lot of stories to follow, why they went this route of there's no like there's no element of this of, of his character. It's just Mark Wahlberg. 
And that really did bother me. I think Mark Wahlberg was funny in this film because, you know, you have Tom Holland leading the charge, taking all the hits, doing most of the action. And then, you know, he'd be like, you were going to leave me there? And he's like, first rule of the game, kid. You know, I'm a thief too. Got to do what he You know, it's just the whole thing. He was exasperating. He was just always a Mark Wahlberg-isms. And I wish they had chosen someone more fit for what is really solely and then i think all of us when we saw the casting that was the first thing it wasn't really like we we're like oh, we could kind of buy tom Holland as the younger nathan drake it was mark Wahlberg, and that's that's a big beef with this one is again if they're going to honor these games to be like as fit for gamers who are fans of the franchise to come see this movie and like it but also we're trying to obviously open up to there's a lot of people that don't play video games to start a new franchise maybe they thought a lot of people might look, they like Mark Wahlberg. They like him in comedies. So maybe it was a, from that studio point, but he's not solely in this at all. I think we, you know, in terms of casting, like we said, I think Antonio Banderas, he, he's a good villain for uh, an Uncharted he was. series. I liked him um, a lot and I, I was I, bummed that he got killed off. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I thought Sophia Ali, who played a young uh, Chloe Frazier, I thought she did really good. Uh, Tati Gabriel, who played like second and to, to the new villain towards the end. Great. But I can see Tom Holland aging into this role or potentially casting a more seasoned veteran. I can see him aging well into the role because, I mean, he, he's he's got a baby face, you know, 25, you know, uh, you know, young guy. Um, but Mark Wahlberg, he's not going to age well into this role. I, I just you needed someone who was like this guy could carry solely into the age. And, yeah, that was that was definitely just it def- definitely threw me off. It's like. You know, he fit well in Italian job or daddy's home, but not Uncharted. It just like, it just felt like, you know, there were so many other ideas. I mean, this, this more, you needed some, a little bit more of bravado and gristle. Like I, I really, I would have thought a really good casting would have been like John Hamm. I thought he could have been a good, like younger yeah, song. John Hamm of Brian Cranston. Um, there's, there's, uh, there was a lot more choices and maybe it was just, you know, that's who they could get. I don't know. I don't know where the casting uh, went in terms of that, but I think it is a, yeah, it's a, it's a negative point for this film and it is for the future. Again, I think what's, what's weird though, is there's something that does work between the two of them, but it's like, you're watching Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg <laughs> instead of, you know, Mark, uh, Nathan Drake and Sully. But anyway, apart from the casting, getting to the movie itself, the plot, like I said, you kind of nailed it, you know, hit the nail on the head there, Taylor. This movie has a lot of moments, just like in the games, that do not seem possible in real life. Again, with video games, there's always an element of fantasy because, you know, you constantly get shot and you heal magically behind a rock and then you're back to full health. You know, there's there's so many things you're like, that's not really possible in real life. And I think that was something that we have to kind of take with a grain of salt when we were watching a movie based on a video game franchise. But, you know, two of the biggest action sequences of this whole movie, which I do think there could have been more action. I think that was kind of a flaw for me. There wasn't enough action. Is, of course, the big airplane scene we see in the trailers, um, which is uh, stolen directly from the third video game. And then this whole end sequence where they are finally get to the treasure and they uh, helicopter these <laughs> two... Uh, old pirate ships uh out you know yeah suspended by wires and they're flinging around in the air and that should not be possible because they would have fallen apart it's just (laughs) there's a lot of ridiculous moments like again with the airplane sequence if you're if everyone's going that fast and you're seeing 
anyone that gets knocked off the plane is blasted way back him on those you know the cargo is kind of floating in the jumping air. jumping from cargo crate to car crate he no. would have flown back at that speed you gotta remember <laughs> oh crap yeah oh crap you gotta remember most planes even like general planes are going like four to five hundred miles per hour <laughs> you know so i'm like he would have just and there's nathan go by but um yeah in terms of like the movie itself the way they chose you know this whole story of he's trying to find this treasure they have to go find his two crosses and then they go and do this whole sequence of you know one key is up in the air one key is below there was just choices where i'm like i feel we could have been more grand with the treasure hunting with the we're trying to find these secrets because there was goofy moments i think this is something sony has had an issue with there's a whole moment in this movie where chloe and nathan are down in this sewer trying to figure out you know this tomb trying to figure out where to put this key and they end up in a rave at one point and i was like what is this venom to it all over again it was just choices like that where and then like mark Wahlberg, he's like up on the the street level and he walks into like what is essentially like a a sparrow like italian place and he's like oh there's the keyhole behind this wall it was moments like that where i'm like i don't understand why this was the like indiana jones is like a little bit of creepiness when they go down these tombs you know tomb raider even like there could have been more of that. We could have some creepy crawlies. We had like made more sense. Like even National Treasure, it's a very complicated plot and all the things they have to do to find stuff. Um, I 100% agree. And I just, I, I was really sad that they were kind of lacking that. There was like a moment, remember that moment when, um, when Chloe and Nathan eventually do survive the plane crash and they land in the water. They also looked to the, like towards the camera and like, oh, look, and then, we instantly cut to them walking on land and it was like wait what they just swam all the way to land we, we don't know how far that was or how that was possible and they landed by like a beach resort it's <laughs> like what the hell where are we and it was just things like that where i'm like like i think what cool part was you know introducing sam in this movie a young sam and we we're gonna get old sam you know we'll talk about the post credit scene in a second the sam element with the cards and like his brother i think that was a smart move to set up future you know storylines but even then it was like he's like oh it's this uh these are the coordinates and then tom holland takes his own boat and goes and it's like the biggest cave opening like on the planet i'm like no one's ever gone to this cave before this giant opening especially the resort not too far away yeah it's not like it's not like it was like he was traveling for three days it was like this huge cave and then he's like you know oh these pirate ships are just here these uh spanish ships and the whole end sequence, I mean, for eye candy and for clearly blockbuster nature was hilarious. I was laughing a lot because of how ridiculous it is. Don't really think it's plausible. Again, I think you and I discussed, Taylor, those ships would have disintegrated or just <laughs> completely collapsed, um, even with a net around them. And it was just bonkers. I mean, it was it was fun. I definitely think that was a fun part of the movie because of how ridiculous it was. But I was like, eh, come on. Even with it, I do agree. Antonio Banderas being killed off, I was really hoping for like, you know, the element of the fourth game. I thought it was going to be Tom Holland and Antonio Banderas clashing swords on the pirate ship at the end. You know, I thought that was going to be the big end duel. And we have the one girl kind of sneaks in as the villain. And I just, I didn't buy that. I just I thought it was like lazy writing. Well, especially when he's like, you know, he Antonio kills his father. And then like all these people get the villain are getting killed too quickly. So, but all in all, like I said, 
you know, now, uh, now I go to a fun little section of our reviews that we're doing now is we're going to give you kind of a definitive review and we're going to do a scale of one to 10. So Chris, what would you say a scale of one to 10, one being uh Nazi again, 10, I highly recommend. What would you go with? This sits for me at a solid six out of 10. It's uh, a little bit above average. It definitely had some enjoyable moments. I think there's some fun moments in this. It has a lot of nods to the game. There's a great Nolan North cameo. And I think what they did as the post credit scene really set up more of the potential for an Uncharted 2 and, and beyond, especially going big or go home. I think that's the thing is this series needs to be more risky, more gritty, still have the comedy, but let's get a little more of the, the craziness, the violence, and let's see what we can do with it. The, the movie's been doing pretty well financially, so I do think we will get a sequel. Uh, not one I need to see again anytime soon, but uh, a solid six out of 10 for me. I would uh, have to agree six out of 10 the reasons and more that you said and everything we talked about before, but Hey, why don't you guys decide for yourself? Of course you can check out uncharted in theaters now exclusively. And that was this edition of potential picks. Thanks for listening to the potential podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the potential podcast or on Twitter at the potential pod, or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.